we're part of a big family, aren't we? Aren't we? So we're um, starting a new series. We've um, had a great series um, that we've just wrapped up um, from Easter onwards for the, for the three weeks. And, and we're heading into a new series called Frequency. Hearing the voice of God is my message for today. And really the thought behind frequency is, is, is tuning in, I suppose, if you could say. Tuning in to the voice of God. Because God does still speak to us. I um, grew up, I'm a, a sports fanatic, and, and I grew up as a, as a teenager listening in to shortwave radio uh, in Namibia, where we were living at the time, to hear all the sports scores. And I remember I had this old, ancient I think is the better word, shortwave radio that I used to tune in to listen to the sports scores. And in case you're wondering, we did have TV then. Um, I'm not that old. Um, but um, we just didn't have the channels with all the football on um, because it was a little bit more expensive. And so, so the way for me to keep in touch was to tune in with this ancient uh, shortwave radio. And I had to adjust the aerial in just the right place. And uh, I figured out how to get the BBC World Service so I could hear all the football scores. And so that's the, really the idea, isn't it? That we have to tune in to the right frequency to hear the voice of God. W- whether you realize it or not, frequency still is part of our communications today. You may have a, a mobile phone with 3G or 4G, and you don't have to tune it in all the time. But that's also been transmitted through a frequency um, to, to reach your phone, the data, the, the, the calls, everything involved in that. So um, it's still very much a part of our lives. And if we're talking about hearing the voice of God, well, I think if you've been around church long enough, you've probably heard people say various things, haven't you? You've probably heard them say, God told me something, or, or I heard from God to do A, B, or C. It's probably quite common Christian language. Certainly in, in churches like ours, who, who believe that God still speaks to us, um, the, you hear this a lot, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it. You may hear, I'm waiting on a word from the Lord. And, and all of these things are good, and I, I would probably use that language from time to time myself. But, but often it can lead to to, to the assumption that when we don't hear from God, maybe there's something wrong with us. So we hear it from up front, oh, God told me. And, and, and I've, I've been in that position where I say, well, how come I don't hear from God like that? Is there something wrong with me? Am I a, a second-rate Christian? Or what, why don't I hear from God the same as other people? But we can also probably think of some crazy examples of, of hearing from God too. Um, and I know I can think of a, a few crazy examples. You know that people have said they've heard from God and have committed murders because they say they heard from God. People have, have, have um, propagated uh, racist ideologies because they think they heard from God, but they're misguided. And so often even hearing from God gets a bad reputation because people do such crazy things saying, I've heard from God. How many of you know that there's some things when people say we've heard from God, we, we know it's not from God um, because it doesn't match with the word of God. And so, I mean, personally as a pastor, I've, I've heard people who have been hurt by church saying, you know what, God told me that I am to go out from church, I'm just to live a solitary Christian life on my own, not, not, not get involved with another church because that's what God told me to do. That's not true. Yes, we get hurt, but God calls us to not give up on gathering together. 
he says that iron sharpens iron. And sometimes there's some sparks, but we're not to give up meeting together with other Christians as well. So, so, so some, sometimes people do say crazy things um, that they've heard from God. In fact, have you ever been around somebody who, who God, it's like God speaks to them every moment of the day? God told me to pick the red shirt and not the blue shirt. <laughs> or um, God told me to, to, to eat lasagna tonight instead of curry for dinner. Um, or, or things like that. And we can laugh about it, but you know what? We, we serve a God who also wants us to be mature and make decisions for ourselves. He doesn't have to tell us, uh, pick the lasagna instead of the, the curry. Some things he wants, um, just like children. You want children to mature and to make some decisions on their own. So, so, you know, we hear various things. God told me this. God told me that. But we, as a church, um, believe that God still speaks to us today. For years, I thought that, that um, God only spoke through Scripture and the Word of God. And of course, He does. But He also speaks specifically into our situations. You see, we have the general Word of God or will of God that's revealed in the Bible, in Scripture. But I also believe that God speaks specifically into our situations because there's certain things that we can't find the verse and chapter to make decisions in our lives. But He's still a God that speaks today. And it's not only the big questions like, should I buy this house or should I take this new job? But He also speaks to us day by day, prompting us to do things, maybe to prompting us to have a conversation with a colleague, prompting us to, to pray for somebody that we have no idea what's going on in their lives, but God just prompts us to pray for them. And so God very much does still speak to us today. He's a speaking God. How many of you know that we were created in God's image? Yeah? We speak, we hear, we were created in God's image. In fact, to suggest that God doesn't speak is to suggest that, that, that we're not made in His image because we speak today. And so we see in the Bible, uh, obviously our, our ultimate reference, we look at the Bible and we can see how right at the beginning, He spoke to Adam and Eve. He walked with them in the garden and spoke. We can see the, the trend continuing through him speaking to Moses, him speaking to Isaiah and the prophets, him speaking to Daniel. And in fact, I was just having a conversation with my dad over the last 24 hours and we were talking about how God spoke to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and 4. And, and so God did speak throughout the Bible. And, and yes, now we have the written word of God. In those days, in the Old Testament, we didn't have the Bible. Now we have the written word of God, but God does still speak to us today. And so this is really a topic that I, I think we need to address in church. It's something that we have to discuss to get a proper understanding of, well, how does God speak? How can we, we search for God's voice and listen? Um, because to suggest that, that God has stopped talking now would go against the very nature of the God that we understand. You see, when, when Jesus died on the cross, and we've, we've celebrated that today, his blood was shed for our sins, that, that break that happened when, when sin entered the world is restored, so we can again have communion with God, we can have conversation, we can tune in 
to the, 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 the right frequency and hear from God. And can I actually say, um, for those of you, most of you know I work in banking. And, and the biggest scandal in banking is the mis-selling of PPI, right? You've all had those phone calls, haven't you? Probably too many of those. But the biggest mis-sell in banking is basically people selling insurance that people didn't need. Uh, payment protection insurance. And obviously you, you may have got money back for that uh, already. But let me tell you this. The greatest miss that we would also be mis-selling Christianity. We, we say you can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, don't we? That's what we say. You can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, if he doesn't speak today, we're mis-selling a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. A personal relationship involves hearing his voice today as well. And so, um, really, uh, for us, we're going to look into this a little bit today and, and time doesn't allow us to really get into the full topic because it's, it's a massive topic. But the first question I want to ask is this, how does he speak to us? How does God speak to us? You, you may think, well, I've never heard God speaking in an audible voice. Can I say to you, neither have I. I've never heard God's audible voice that I can hear as an, a booming voice speaking to me, Stephen, I've never heard that. But God does. And in fact, can I say, the vast majority of Christians haven't either. Some do, and, and can God speak in an audible voice? Of course he can. But the vast majority haven't. And so there's various ways that, we can, that he does speak to us. You know that God speaks to us through circumstance? The story of Jonah, God, he didn't listen to God's voice, so God brought a storm, he brought a whale. He spoke to him through circumstance. God also speaks to us through people. People, wise counsel. People can come to us and, 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 and speak to us. We also believe in the prophetic uh, as well. God can can use the prophecy through people to speak to us. God speaks to us through a peace in our heart. So sometimes it's just, even though the going is tough, even though the storm bellows roll, there is still peace in my heart. God speaks to us through peace. Do you know He still speaks to us through dreams and visions? We were at, I said already we were at conference um, this week and Guy spoke, a wonderful pastor called Samuel Morris, who if you've, you've, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's the only, he pastors the only megachurch in the Arabic world. So he's got this megachurch of, I think, 10,000 people in, Egypt, in Cairo, Egypt. Certainly several thousand, whatever a megachurch uh, is, is considered. He has this massive church in, in, in a, a Muslim country, this absolutely amazing church. And, and he said this, he said, you know that the church is growing at a rate of knots in the Muslim world? So many people are getting saved. And he said, it's not credit to us. He said, most of these people are seeing dreams and visions of Jesus. And God is speaking to them through dreams and visions. And they're just coming to church and saying, I want to know Jesus. God still speaks through dreams and visions. And in fact, he said this. It was quite funny. He said, um, there's a special grace upon Muslim people at the moment. He believes so many Muslim people are seeing dreams and visions of God. He said, one of the guys in his church said, I'm going to become a Muslim for a day just so that I can see a dream or vision of God. Um, but God is still giving dreams and visions. 
God speaks to us through the natural or, or the supernatural. Have you ever been out in a beautiful landscape, just looking at mountains and sea and ocean, and God just speaks to your heart through the beauty of the scenery? I know I have. He also speaks to us through the supernatural. We still believe in a God that can do the supernatural. You believe that God can, can heal people when doctors say there's no hope, that God can still heal people? We see that in the Bible and, and, and we still see it today. But also, um, he's, obviously, it's, it's up there, the, the Bible. He does speak to us through the Word of God. We don't deny that. In fact, that's one of the major ways he does. He speaks through the Word of God as we read the Bible. But he also speaks to us in a whisper or a still, small voice. Romans 8.16 says this, The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are sons of God, or bears witness, basically bears witness with our human spirit. So in other words, there's a still small voice as the Spirit of God just impresses upon us in the context of that verse, the fact that, Stephen, you are a son of God. Despite what anyone else says, His Spirit speaks to us often in just a still small voice. So there's many ways that God can speak with us. But there's things that I, just three statements um, that I want to uh, bring across today and um, just make three statements this morning regarding your ability to hear from God that I trust will be an encouragement for, for you. And the first one is this. You can hear from God because of who you are. You can hear from God because of who you are. And I want to read a scripture from John 10, verses 1 through 5. It says this. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate that climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And just that far, and we'll pick up a few other verses later on. Who are we in that scripture that we've read? Who who are we? We are sheep. In fact, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a sheep. And then turn to the other side and go, bah. We, we are sheep, and he is our shepherd. It's, it's our identity, as it were. It's part of who you are. When you accept Jesus, you become part of his flock, as it were. You become a sheep. Jesus is your savior. You were born again, and you are now a sheep of his fold. And you can hear his voice. Very clear from that scripture. You can hear his voice. In fact, I'm not an expert on sheep, but I have heard that, um, that in in Israel, or certainly where they, in, in, in that time and even till today, what they do is all the sheep kind of graze in a, in a mixed pasture um, at the time. So all the sheep would mingle. But if the shepherd comes in and he just, he just has to speak to his sheep 
And basically that mix of all sheep, all his sheep know his voice. They come out and they follow him and the rest of the sheep stay. And something I would certainly love to see and have heard people deliver that they've seen that happen. It's amazing. Just somebody else can come and, 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 and his voice, he can shout and he can call the sheep, do what he wants. But, but when the shepherd comes, he just has to say whatever he says and the sheep just follow. It's part of sheep's nature, isn't it? It's part of, you don't see that with, with, with other animals. You don't see that with cows, do you? Not quite that simple, but certainly sheep have this, they hear the shepherd's voice and they follow. You see, for us as Christians, it is part of who you are. You can hear God because of who you are, because you're a Christian. Can we just put away the myth that hearing from God is a spiritual gift that is only available to some people? The Bible does talk about us all being gifted in different ways with spiritual gifts, and we believe in that. But hearing the voice of God is part of who we are as Christians. All of us can hear the voice of God. And so if you're here today and you say, well, I'm not sure I can. Yes, you can. You can hear the voice of God. Now, if you're a Bible scholar or if you um, are familiar with this passage we've just read, At the time, Jesus was actually um, speaking to Jewish people. So this was addressed at the Jewish nation, the fact that that the Jewish nation were his sheep. But there's this verse in John 16, 10, 16, a little further, and he says this. He says, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And so that's addressing us today. We may have some Jewish people here, but I, I, I bet the, probably the vast majority are not Jewish. So that first bit was, was addressed at the Jewish people. But he also says in verse 16, I also have sheep of another fold, referring to the Gentiles. That's most of us here today, that we also will be part of his flock, that we will also hear his voice, and that we will also follow him. And then, as if to, to emphasize it one, once more later on in John 10.27, it says this, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So because of who you are, you can hear God. You are a sheep, you can hear God. But my second statement that I want to make is this, is that you can learn to hear from God if you value His voice. Now, maybe you're thinking that's a bit of a contradiction. You can hear because you're a sheep, but you have to learn to hear him. Well, not at all. Because just the same as a child has the ability to hear, it's who part of their DNA, it's who they are, but it also has to be learned. So for us as, as Christians, if you believe in Jesus, you can also learn. It's not only something that's innate, but it's also something that's learned. Um, and, and the question I want to ask you today is, do you value his voice. Do we, do I, Stephen, do I value his voice? What do I mean uh, by that statement? Well, you see, a lot of the time, and, and, and myself uh, too, and you know, I'm, I'm in this too, is that when we've got a big decision to make, we go to God, and, and, and it doesn't say in the scriptures, should, should I, I marry Alini? I didn't find that verse. But if we've got this massive decision to make and we, say, we go to God and say, God, speak to me. 
God, I need to hear your voice for the specific direction. But God also, and I touched on it earlier, he has his general direction, general word from God, the Bible, and his specific word from God. And a lot of the time, the reason why we don't hear the specific word of God is because we're not willing to really listen on a daily basis, establish the habit of listening to the general word of God. Because we don't establish relationship with him. We just go when we're needing a specific word from God. Should I buy the car? Should I buy the house? Should I take the new job? Should I marry the girl? But we've never established a relationship of just constantly hearing the general word of God. That's sometimes not as exciting, is it? The general word of God on a daily basis All the time. We just check in with them every few months or every six months or however often. So the question again I want to ask, do we value his voice? Not just when we need guidance, but on a regular, on a daily basis. And there's four things I want to say under this, that ways that we can value his voice. First of all, set an appointment with God. Set an appointment. You see, we make time for what's important for us, don't we? If there's things that are important, we make time. And, and you may think, well, that's very formal to set an appointment. Do you really set an appointment with somebody you love? Well, maybe not physically in your diary, but you make time and you stick to it when there's something that's important to you. If there's a football match that's important to me, I make sure that is scheduled in my diary. Set an appointment with God. Can I say not only to set a time, but set a place. You see, there's times, there's places also where we can tune in with God without the distractions. And your ability to hear from God is very much dictated by, by where, where are you meeting with God. It could be anywhere. I had a season in my life just before, um, probably the year or, or nine months before we came to Mansfield, where the place I heard from God was on the train. And I have this ability to block out noise, so I can do that. Some of you maybe, you, you would get distracted, but I, I just can block things out. And, and so I had this 45-minute to an hour commute to work and back from work on the train. And I tell you, that place, that train became like a haven to me. So much so that I actually missed it when I stopped taking the train because God spoke to me. I set that appointment. I said, I'm going to be there every day in that train. God, I'm going to be listening. Bill Hybels wrote a book, and I must rush on. He wrote the book, um, Too Busy Not to Pray. And even that title, I've read the book, but I always remember that title. Sometimes when we're most busy is when we most need to set appointments with God. But the second thing uh, I I want to say um, is be still in worship. Psalm 46, verse 10, you probably know it well. It says, be still and know I am God. But I love what the message says. It says this, step out of the traffic, take a long, loving look at me, your high God. Just step out of the traffic. Just have some quiet time with God. Uh, We don't have to rush in and be talking all the time. Sometimes it's good just to be still and worship. We don't have to limit our worship to here on a Sunday morning when we're singing songs and we have a great worship team. You can worship God, and you should worship God, in your time alone with Him too. If you're not, you're missing out. But also pray and read. 
Jesus is our wonderful example. Um, who, who, we read how he rose before the sun was up and, and went out and spent time praying. We should pray and read the word. It doesn't have to be in the morning, although that is, is, you know, there's, there's so many examples of that in, in, in the Bible. But a time that's convenient for you. That, that may be after the kids are in bed um, in the evening. We should spend time praying and reading. But the last bit I want to say this, just practical points. Listen and write. Spend time listening for God. And spend time just, just writing it down. You see, there's something that the way our minds work, when we write, it focuses our minds, actually writing down what we feel God is saying to us. It also acts as a great um, encouragement when we read back and we read you know, what God was saying to us and, and, and the prayers that he's answered. But write down. Take some time to, to buy a journal and write down what God is saying to you. And let me tell you, if you put those four steps into practice, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at how we take time as a priority. We value his voice to hear the general word of God. As we read the word of God and he says, Stephen, I want you to be more patient with your family. As he, he speaks to us and he, he speaks general words to us that we will attune our voice to him and be more able to hear the voice of God. You see, sometimes I phone Alini from work and not on my mobile, but I phone off my, my desk phone and, and I, I tend to move offices sometimes so it's not always the same number. So, so sometimes I'll phone her and it just a random number comes up and if she answers... I'll, I'll, I'll not say, hi, Alini, this is Stephen, your husband. I'll just say, hey, how are you doing? And she knows immediately my voice because she's accustomed, because she listens to it on a regular basis. I don't have to introduce myself. I don't have to go through security. Can I have your date of birth and your first line of your address and your postcode just to check you are who you say you are? She knows my voice. And Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says this. It sums it up so well. You will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Love that verse. You will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. So, first, so third point and drawing rapidly to a conclusion is this. You can correctly hear from God if you seek confirmation. We should look for confirmation. If we've heard God, how do we really know that voice is God? Because we're all guilty of mishearing things. We're all human, aren't we? I know after 14 years of marriage that Alini still mishears me at times. I don't mishear her. She, she, mis, she misspeaks, but no, just kidding. But we all still miss here. So we should be calling for confirmation. Is it really the voice of God? And, and there's just three points that I want to bring out on, on, on this section. And how can we confirm when God is speaking to us? And the first thing is, is obvious. We can't ignore the fact that he speaks through the Bible, that we can go to the Bible to confirm what he's saying. I touched on it earlier. If it contradicts, What's in the Bible? It's not God. 
if it contradicts what's in the, in the Bible, it's not God. You see, God left the word of God. It's not to be added to. It's not to be, God still speaks today, but one thing that's complete is the scripture, the word of God. It's not going to change. And that's our standard, that when he does speak to us, we measure it against the Bible, but also godly counsel. The Bible's very clear that we should seek out godly people who we trust to rely on them and say, and go to them and say, Nathan, I feel God saying this to me. What do you think? You know, what, what's, your, what's your opinion on that? Because that's why we gather together, isn't it? That's a big part of why we gather together, that we call ourselves brothers and sisters because we can rely on each other. And, and it's not to just go to any random person. People you trust and say, I feel God saying this to me. Is this in fact what he's saying? But the other thing is, is peace in our heart. And I know that um, we've touched on that briefly earlier as well. But you know, God does work and he does bring peace in our heart that he's speaking to us even in difficult circumstances. How can it be that, that somebody can be offered a promo- promotion, a great opportunity, and feel an uneasiness in their heart? I, I, I've been there. But yet can be passing through some of the toughest times in their lives and just have God give you a peace. Maybe even through a, a redundancy or things like that. You can just have peace. I know God is speaking to me. And, and so... If God's speaking to us, if, 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 if he's saying things to us, we should say, well, is there peace in my heart? Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it's not going to come up on your screen, but you, you probably know this verse so well. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He gives us this, this wonderful peace, this wonderful certainty that, that, yes, he is speaking to us. So we should always be looking to confirm when the word of God is spoken to us. I'm going to ask the, the, the guys, the worship guys, to come up, and, and we're just going to come and draw this to a conclusion. How, how does this play, and how does this come practically into our lives. You see, I believe all of us, if we are tuning in to God, if we're hearing from God, that we can live exciting lives, we can live purposeful lives, we can live day to day walking in God's presence, hearing from Him, knowing that He is using us on a daily basis if we're hearing from God. But there is a part that we have to play in it too. There's a part that we have to say, you know what, I am committed to hearing from God. I'm going to put these things into practice. I'm going to value His voice because I want to hear from God as to what He wants to say to me. Sometimes that can be hard things. Sometimes that can be great things. But do we really value His voice? And So why, can we just stand to our feet this morning and it, it may be that you have um, you've not, not got a relationship with Jesus Christ. That you honestly 
say, I, I, I don't hear from God. I don't know if even God loves me. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused, but I, I'm, I'm looking for something. Let me tell you today, God loves you. He wants you to be adopted into his fold. He wants to be you to be one of his flock. He loves you. He created you with purpose. And as we all close our eyes right now, if there is someone here today who says, I want to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Maybe God spoke to you through the, the time of, of breaking of bread that we had together. And there's something that Paul said that, that touched your heart. And you just say, I want to know this Jesus. Jesus. 